And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Accelerant Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Now, tonight we're going into part two of uh, the Harvest Series, which, uh, excuse me, part four of the Harvest Series, but part two of the financial teaching that God wants His people blessed. Now, I know you probably don't hear this, this much, uh, that much in this area, but it's the truth. It's the gospel. Prosperity is in the gospel just as much as healings in the gospel, uh, uh, peace is in the gospel, joy is in the gospel. It's just as much there. Why? Because the Bible says that Jesus became poor. Now, what does that mean? He became poor. It means that he that he stripped himself of his deity, he stripped himself of his glory, and became a man, and lived as men do. So that by his poverty, we would become rich. Now that word rich, it's not a tricky word. It means exactly what it says in the Greek. Prosperous, wealthy, rich. Why? Because God knows that it takes money, it takes finances for his kingdom, his gospel to get out to all the nations. Just like it takes money to do anything else. So we're going to go into part two of this series and you're going to learn how to connect yourself to a heavenly a heavenly economy, excuse me. And guess what that means? There's no fluctuation with the heavenly economy. Amen. Let's get into this teaching right now. It's really going to bless you. I'll see you in just a moment. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort you or encourage you or to encourage the brethren, that they would go before you and make up before, uh, up beforehand your bounty, or your giving, or your blessing, whereof you have noticed before the same might be ready as a matter of blessing, and not as covetedness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall also what? Reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him what? Give. Not grudgingly or of necessity. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. For God loves what? A cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. I'm going to break all this down in just a minute. Don't worry. That you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Verse 10, I want you to focus on this. 
<coughs> now he that ministers seed to the sower. Who is that? God. Somebody say God. Somebody say G-O-D. He that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food. He takes care of your needs. And multiplies your seed sown. Mm, I could preach on that. So who gives you the seed in the first place? God. Who increases that seed when it's sown? How many knows that God is very good at doing His job? He's never slack on it. That, my God, that ought to make you excited this morning. He multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. We're going to deal with that in just a second. But, and then what happens? Verse 11, being enriched in everything. Somebody say everything. To all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Now, this is Paul encouraging the church of Corinth to sow seed into the church of Jerusalem. Why does these people on TV always asking you to sow seed for the ministry to support it? Because it's biblical. Amen. We know that this, this ministry is on television, isn't it? You know that ministry or that television broadcast, it costs thousands of dollars a month. We're able to get the gospel out. Why? Because people will stand and say, I support the gospel and I'm going to sow seed into this and I'm going to trust God to increase my seed so that I'm able to give more. I'm ever increasing and always abounding. Now, I'm going to break down every, word, every verse right here because watch this. God, or Paul establishes laws concerning sowing seed. And I want you to see this. Because let me tell you something. I want this to work for you. How many has ever heard this saying, teach or uh, feed me, give me a fish and you'll feed me a day, right? But teach me to fish and you'll feed me for what? A lifetime. I want to teach you this. Amen? I don't want you just to say, I don't want to just say, well, just give, just give. No, I want you to learn how to give. I want you to know how to be, I mean, aimful at it. Be, I mean, just be right down to it. And I want you to receive a blessing because I believe that it's God's will. I have read the Bible. I know the Bible. When God says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God wants His people blessed. You've heard me say before that the church should be the hospital. Amen? We ought to, we ought to be the place where the sick people come and say, Hey, let, let me be acquainted with this God that you say that heals. Well, let me tell you something else. The church ought to be the bank. Can we put our hands together and give God some praise right now? That's what the church should be. So we're going to learn how to do this today. Listen to this. Verse 6. Go to verse 6. It says, I say unto you, He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that sows bountiful shall reap bountiful. Now this is part of the series of sowing and reaping. So when it comes to our money... What should we do? Because God wants us to get a harvest financially. Because He knows we live in an economic world and we need money. So what do we do? Paul says this right here. 
law number one. If you sow a little, you'll get a little back. If you sow much, you'll get much back. Real simple. If I take one seed and put it in the ground, yeah, it'll bring more than what it was to start with. But it's not going to bring as much as if I put ten seeds in the ground. Amen. Same concept. The more money you give, the more that you can expect in return. What did Jesus say? He said, when you sow the seed, when you sow the word, when you sow the seed, which is the word, how many knows that prosperity is in the word just as much as health is? So that's part of the word. He said, when you sow that word into good ground, he said, you can expect 30, 60, 100 fold. When you sow your seeds, you should expect, you should be believing for a hundredfold increase on your seed. So it's real simple. As, as God told me one time, he said, if you want more money, give more away. So watch this. He's, so this is what Paul's saying. He said, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. He said, but if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. That's, that's key number one. Now watch this, verse 7. It says, Every man according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give. It didn't say what I told you to give. Come on. It says what you decide in your heart to give. Watch this. Not as he purposed. So let him give not grudgingly or of necessity. This morning... How many has ever sowed a seed of finance, but you did it because you were under pressure? Nothing wrong with that, but watch this. You've got to be careful that you don't sow it and worry about it. Oh, Lord, I hope I get this back. Oh, I better, I'm going to sow this, but I don't know if it's going to come back or not. See, you're, you're killing out your seed. It can't be of necessity or because you're in a bind. Why are we sowing seed to begin with? Because we believe and we know the increase is coming, amen? Without a shadow of a doubt. Because God is Lord of the harvest. So it should be, as Paul said, joyful. Ooh, I can't wait to do this. My God, I can't wait to do this. And ladies and gentlemen, I sow seed every month. I sow seed. Me and my wife, we sow seed. Dad sows seed. And let me tell you something. I can't uh, answer for everybody else, but when I do it, I'm excited about it. You want to know why? You say, oh, but I could use that money. I guarantee you, you could use a lot more than what you're sowing. Amen? So you shouldn't have that attitude. You should have that attitude of this. Man, I can't wait to do this. When I see the blessing that's going to come forth out of this. Why? Because God's the Lord of the harvest. And He loves a cheerful giver. For God so loved the world that He what? He gave His only begotten Son. Everything that God does is because of His giving. He loves to give. Now, I cannot go any further on this before I I deal with Malachi 3. This is what you need to listen to. Go to Malachi 3. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have I robbed you? God says, in tithe and in offering. Next verse. He said, you are cursed with a curse. 
for you have robbed me, even the whole nation. Verse 10. Bring you all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now. He said, test me on this. Try me on it. Or as we say, I double dog dare you. Prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Next verse. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. What's he talking about right there? Harvest. Oh, you got to see this today. I'm going to show you something. He's talking about harvest. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord God Almighty. So watch this right here. Now, I've got to touch on tithing for a second because it deals, it's tied to your sowing seed. How? Watch this. How many remembers what the tithe is? The tithe is 10% of your income. Now, this is the part where people say, well, that's the law. We ain't bound under the law. Well, guess what? Tithing was before the law. So what you got? Abraham tithe. Jacob tithe. And that was hundreds of years before the law. It is simply saying, God, you're the reason I've got this. I want to honor you. But here's the key I want you to get today. Notice what God says. He makes a promise right here, and you've got to catch it. Because, see, I, I guarantee you some of you have gave to different ministries or different ministers or this or that, some, you know, sometime before. <coughs> And you may have not got anything back. I'm going to show you why. It's not always this case, but if you're not paying your tithes, it's always that case. Because you see, watch this. He said, I make a promise to you. If you pay your tithe, he said, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. The devourer of what? Your harvest. How many knows a farmer runs the risk of not having a harvest? Amen. You plant a garden, there is a risk that you won't get anything back. You, you do hay fields, there is a risk you'll lose money on. You do cattle, there's a risk, right? It's the same thing spiritually. When you, watch this, when you don't pay your tithe but you sow seed, you run the risk of losing your harvest because you don't have that promise of the devourer being rebuked off of your harvest. Look at it, watch this, look at it as protection. Woo, Jesus. So watch this, because I pay my tithe, when I go to sow my seed, my seed is protected. It is protected from the devourer. Who is the devourer? The devil. You think he wants you blessed? Uh-uh. Why? Because he knows if you get blessed, you're going to bless other people. He ain't in that, so he's going to try to shut that down. But when you pay your tithe, you protect your seed. Look at it as insurance for your seed sowing. So that's something you need to keep in mind today. Because watch this. See, when I pay my tithe, I have that promise that God has to protect my seed. Now that's not all that I have to do, but that is a key part to it. 
So see, watch this. So watch this. So now we have that guarantee that as we sow these seeds, whatever ground we sowed in, whatever ministry we sowed in, we have this guarantee that the devourer is not going to come and devour. And notice what else he says. And he says, the fruit will not cast itself before its time. Ooh, I love that. Why is that so important? Watch this. How many knows the longer something stays connected, the bigger it gets, right? So in other words, God says you're not going to get duds on your giving. He said, but it's going to mature. It's going to stay its time to bring forth a harvest that you're wanting it to. All because, see, don't take your seed or don't take your tithe and make it seed. Don't do that. Do your tithe first because that's that protection. You see what I'm saying? That's that protection on your seed. Somebody say glory if you're getting this. Now, so watch. Uh, verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So what happens, another law, Paul says, happens when you give your seed, when you sow that seed. Here's what happens. Are you ready? It makes all grace abound toward you. How many knows all the power that we have in the kingdom of God is by the grace of God? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And you've heard me say this in here before. Grace, the grace of God does not empower you towards sin, but it empowers you away from it, towards the will of God. Amen. Our gifting, the calling, the offices that God has called us to. He's called pastors, apostles, teachers, prophets. Watch this. That is by the grace of God. It's nothing that you've done. You didn't work it up, so it's by the grace of God. Now watch this. This also includes your giving. You, you are able to be blessed enough to give by the grace of God. Because the Bible says, you can go in chapter 8, it says, For our sakes He became poor, that through His poverty we would become rich. That's the word. Somebody say, that's the word. Now, watch this. This right here is saying this, real simple. He says, when you sow seed, you enable yourself to get every need met. Now, how many knows what the Bible says? It says, now, we, God has met every need. He'll meet all our needs according to His riches and glory which are in Christ Jesus. And here Paul says, he said, you will have sufficiency in all things. Meaning, he said, you'll have all your needs met. How many wants all their needs met? When you sow the seed, that is a blessing or a reaping from sowing the seed. That God protects because He knows, hey, you could use that money, right? You could use that money. And this is what we say so many times. Oh, I would give, but I could use that money. But see, when you give... You enable God's grace to be on you to meet your needs. In other words, to pay your bills. 
to meet your financial need. He knows the needs you've got. He knows your car payment coming up, your house payment, whatever payment you got. He knows what's coming up. He knows what kind of groceries you need. He knows all that. And the Bible says he'll meet all of that. So turn to your neighbor and say, so what you worried about? Mm. In other words, why does he meet your needs? So that you may abound to every good work. So in other words, you'll be able to do what God said without hindrances. Amen. So in other words, God meets every need of this ministry so that we're able to keep focusing on the gospel and preach the word. You see that? Why? Because we're trusting Him with our finances. Verse 9. It says, And as it is written... He hath dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor, and His righteousness remaineth forever. He is quoting out of the book of Psalms. Go to Psalms 112 for me, Dave. Let's, let's read what Psalms says from the passage he's quoting. It says, Praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in His commandments. Verse 2. His seed, somebody say His children shall be mighty upon the earth. Woo! That's why I said you need to speak over your kids. You need... Praise God. As God said, He said, as long as time remains, there will be seed time and harvest time. So we are to have a harvest mindset in whatever we're doing in our life, spiritually, physically, and even financially. As, as God said, and I'll tell you last week, and I'll tell you again, He said, if you want money, Give it away. If you want peace, sow peace. If you want joy, sow joy. It's no different than anything else in your life. Everything you do, I need to stop right here and say this. Everything that you do is tied to sowing and reaping, whether good or bad. Everything you do in your life, you sow something and you reap something from what you sow. So why do we think that it's any different that we can sow money and reap money? This is the heavenly economy to where we are to be a blessing to people, to give unto people. And guess what that means? That means that we can expect a harvest from that. Because what he say? Galatians 6, he said, be not deceived. God will not be mocked whatsoever. What does whatsoever mean? Whatsoever. Anything. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. If he sows to the flesh, he's going to reap of the flesh. If he sows to the Spirit, he's going to reap of the Spirit. It's not hard and it's not complicated. And the second thing I need to point out to you is that the reason why the enemy has convinced the church that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sin to have money. It, it, you, you shouldn't be striving to want to be blessed or want to be prosperous. It's because he knows that when you get out, multitudes of other people are going to get out. Think about what I just said. See, when you get out of debt and when you get out of poverty, guess what happens? You're going to help other people get out of debt and poverty. And see, it's a chain reaction, and the enemy knows that. That's why he's been doing this for thousands of years. He's been trying to convince the church that it's holy to be poor, that it's a blessing to barely have what you need. That is a curse. Let me say this one. You, you say, man, you're really passionate about this because I've seen it too much in the body of Christ. 
that what people are calling blessings are a curse in the Word of God. This is why we need to read the Word of God. We need to get in it and not just go by what somebody has taught us in Sunday school or this or that. We need to get into the Word for ourselves because everywhere you see Deuteronomy 28, there's a list of blessings and then right after that there's a list of curse. Lack and poverty and being in debt and all those things, guess what that's under? That's not under the blessing part. That's under the curse. And we've been shouting and saying, Hallelujah, I just thank you, Lord, that I'm barely able to make it by. No, 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 no. God says, I want to bring you to the place that you are lending unto nations. I want to bring you to the place. He said the blessing, Proverbs chapter 10 says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. That word rich right there means exactly what it says. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. Okay, well, Pastor Robbie, how do I do that? By listening to these teachings. When you connect yourself to a heavenly economy, how? By sowing and reaping, just like you do anything else. That's, you connect yourself to healing when you sow healing. You connect yourself to peace when you sow peace. You connect yourself uh, to joy when you sow joy into somebody else's life. Money is absolutely no different. So when you do this, you've just guaranteed yourself you're coming into a heavenly economy. There's four types of giving that I didn't explain in this, this teaching, but there's four types of giving, and you can look this up in the Word. Number one, there's tithe. That's 10% of your income. Number two is first fruits. That's the increase of the tithe. That's in the Word of God. Number three, there's alms. That's helping somebody that's poor, that's in need, that needs food or clothing or, or paying off their, uh, helping their car payment or whatever it is. That's alms. And you are to keep that between you and that person. And number four, there's seed sowing, offering. Paul talks about it in the Word of God. It's not something a televangelist made up. It's something in the Word of God that you need to read for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Read that for yourself. Get it in your spirit. Because, let me tell you something, I want you blessed. I want you prosperous. I want you to come to the place where you can see people, maybe in your family, maybe of friends or loved ones around you, that you see that are in need. And you may not be at the place where you can help them. But would you not like to come to the place where you can help them and be a blessing to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to get you there. So I thank you for watching. I thank you for tuning in tonight. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact this ministry. Like I said, as Paul said, I'll say it. This is not for me. This is so that you'll bear forth fruit. When you sow seed into this ministry, you plug yourself into a heavenly economy and God guarantees it will be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, how can I say that? Because God said it. And if God said it, ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah, you can take it to the bank. Amen? It's time the church becomes the bank. It's time the church becomes the hospital. It's time the church becomes the light that it's supposed to be in this dark world. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 
1-800-242-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well. Jesus, the devil is a liar.